Your body is unique. So why would you settle for a weight loss plan that's one size fits all? Noom is the weight management program that takes into account your biology to build a custom plan just for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. On today's show, we talk about fake clay reaches the court, Jack Del Rio and the coaches that just don't get it, Sugar Man and Bo Cruz. We dive into the new Netflix movie, Hustle, and we talk about how NBA players are taking over Hollywood. Finally, we break down the crypto bill and close with a little bit of football talk. From New Amendment and Metal Arc Media, it's the podcast elevating the athlete conversation. Always above the rim, never in bounds. I'm Andre Iguodala. And I'm Evan Turner. And this is Point Forward. Point Forward. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life. And that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Out of the game. Okay, so let's start today's show off with a funny one. Fake Clay. This dude impersonated Clay Thompson and was signing autographs outside the Chase Center. And then walked right past security and onto the court where he got some shots up. It's a funny story, even wilder video. Andre, how do you feel about this? Fake Clay coming on the court. Yes, we made a couple shots in the video. And do you have anything to do with... Uh, in regards to safety, you know, you see the fake James Hardens out there. There's a couple Kyrie walking around. The other day at Best Buy, uh, they saw a Kobe. We saw a ref at uh, we saw a ref that looked like KD. Wow. In the group chat. That's crazy. Yeah, we remember we <laughs> That's saw crazy. That. So what do you, what do you think about that first? Do you think it's real? How how serious do you think it is? Because he just got banned. Yeah. So he ended up getting banned. Yeah. So I this was after game five and. There were some conversations like fake Clay got banned. I didn't really get the context of it. Yeah. So I think it was the next morning. I saw the video, and I'm like, "Oh, buddy, really went through security, put his phone through this." But I'm confused because like it it picks up on where he's going through security. We don't go through that part of the building. Like, why would a player go through the ticketing side of the building? Like, we go through the tunnel. So it's the serious. So, I mean, sometimes when you break it down. Security breach. Yeah, I mean, but also, too, you go security. Some of them people just be like, man, I just work here, bro. Like, it is not my, this is not my place to really keep you out. They give me a flashlight. They let Buddy on the court. And he makes, he airballed a layup, though. That's when he, it's like, <laughs> it's like I think he's, he left after he made about, he made like three or four threes. Yeah. They already edited it to say he made three or four threes. He right. made them. And then he went to shoot a layup and he airballed it. He airballed it. He airballed it. And then he was like, oh, uh, I think we should get up out of here. <laughs> That whole thing was kind of weird because at first I thought it was funny. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a fake clay running around. You yeah. know, really cool. Brings more attention to the sport, like super of fans. Course, I think course. it's cool that you had that. But at some point when people talk, start monetizing, impersonating you. Because uh, what? He spent 10000 on tickets, he said, or something like that. He didn't made that back trying to yeah. impersonate clay. Yeah, that's real. 
at some point you got to go back to being you. That's real. Like I didn't, and I, at first I thought it was cool, but from some feedback that I've been getting, the band was was welcomed from some people. I, I won't say anyone. Okay, name, I understand that. So are you are you waiting for uh, the Drake impersonator to get banned from <laughs> from things? Because Buddy's pulling up. Oh yeah, he's actually performing at kind of like at venues and everything. As uh, who was that last game? Who was that? Who was that game for? For us, uh, Lil Dirt. Lil Dirt, yes. Isn't there a fake Lil Dirt too? There's a fake Lil Dirt, yeah. And yeah, Buddy yeah. is like really getting on. Yeah, he's getting on. But that, I mean, not as much as uh, the fake Drake. The fake Drake, or obviously Clay's been around for a few years. Been now, a while for a minute. I mean, one person I want to see is a dude that shows up to the basketball court decked out in the Chicago Bulls jersey. As MJ. As MJ. But Buddy got game. Does he? Buddy can hoop. I seen him hit somebody with a T Mac uh, post up behind him back. Step back. Like really? this was when, when, when T Mac hit Sean Livingston yeah, with yeah, yeah. he hit Buddy with that in a minute. Wow. Pick up. And he he can hoop a little bit. Yeah. And he like MJ's physique too. Like he keeps himself yeah, he in cut, shape. Yeah, no, no, he cut up. Like, okay, I can I can respect that part of it. Right. I, sometimes I, I put myself in a situation and be like, I barely it's already tough enough to do this pod and we concern ourselves with other humans so like imagine trying to dress up and be a whole another human and it's mad aggressive like say if i'm laying next to my significant other i'm like baby what you think about this <laughs> like do you understand what i'm saying like you like when i leave the house are you like what is he doing like you know what i'm saying like what is he doing like who am i married to like, is the baby name gonna come out clay yo you know I, what I'm saying? I, I didn't i didn't understand what you were saying when you just said that I thought you were saying your significant other. You're saying the impersonator, an, impersona an impersonator, significant other. Like, like some, it's, like that's deep layers to that. Oh yeah, no, of course. Even when you sit there and you do something off the wall, you're like, what? Do, what do my people think when I act yeah. like this? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I corny or like outside looking in? That is like a human, a human experience that I would like to like observe in real time. Like, I would like to be there, watching her, watch him want to be someone else like at some point like she don't even know who buddy is yeah she do now that's her, <laughs> her lord and savior of the crib clearly <laughs> i don't know it's very it's very interesting so he won't be at chase center but uh coming to a road game near you i guess yeah apparently i mean i only see him in a white uniform so y'all y'all know how to spot john b thompson <laughs> Dust up. Jack Del Rio. This man really called January 6th a dust up. I'm just expressing myself. And uh, I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Well, there's no nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about, we're going to make that a major deal. Me watching him like really speak like this and hearing Marcus Spears, it's so crazy. I found a picture of my um, Nike All-American camp okay. and I saw Marcus Spears on there. This is basketball. So I'm one, it looks just like him. It has to be the same Marcus Spears that played football. <laughs> okay. But he, he, he spoke so well about it and he was just so passionate about it. He said he had... Um, one of his kids, I think, who was playing AAU with another kid, and that kid's parent was a police officer in D.C., and that police officer's partner or one of his you know, partners in, in the, with the police force was there is still dealing with the trauma from January 6th. Uh -huh. So for the coach to say, 
it was just a simple dust up. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same rhetoric that a Donald Trump would have in terms of they're burning down buildings, yeah. they're rioting, they're stealing, they're looting. That's always the rhetoric we get. Yeah, when we're trying to during protest our, during our peaceful pro- yes. peace, peaceful yeah. protest, then you see the woman in the wheelchair. <laughs> Remember that woman yeah, in the yeah. wheelchair who really wasn't in the wheelchair? She was the one stabbing people and causing violence during the peaceful protest. Yeah. Or you see folks from the other side, like you had people who in, in, invaded, and now I'm going, I'm going deep, dark. You know, Michael Max, Andre, people who, you know, uh, infiltrated, you know, the Black Panther Party and did some violent acts a part of the Black Panther Party so then you have a black eye on an organization but it was just infiltrated by yeah, Wild Bill. The, yeah. the government yeah. correct so when we have our peaceful protests and things come from that and it's, it's not even coming from us and they just they're always going to paint this same narrative picture with us but you have someone who's just I just don't know what he was thinking when he made these statements and he even brought us and our peaceful protests as a part of his rhetoric yeah. we're not burning down buildings we're not being violent we're not stealing we're not looting and I'm like he's he's basically saying them black folks, that's what the black folks did. Yeah, this isn't as bad. I was just a little dust up. And I'm like, yeah. huh? Yeah, I, I, Fam, I, I'm pressing him on site if I'm playing for him. I'm pressing him on site. There's no way that I'm not. No, nah, I mean. He, he going to hear me. No, nah, yeah, I feel you. How do these leagues and franchises continue to allow guys who don't understand the players whatsoever? Because I think the people, I think they're all in the same boat. Aha. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've, yeah. been, I've been in places yeah. where. You can look at the TV and legit see somebody throw something at like James Harner and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to correlate it with like, what are you so upset about? <laughs> you make millions. Everybody knows you. This is one bad 10 seconds of your life. And it's like yeah. Yeah. the same ignorance of not comprehending, yeah. I think, sometimes carries over. Yeah. So the people that they contradict themselves day in and day out repeatedly in the same way that I think it doesn't bother them or, or sometimes they just don't get it because they're not put in those situations. I think sometimes as minorities, a lot of times they think that we're picking one particular situation, but it's like days in and days and hours and weeks accumulated of racial undertone, you know, disadvantages and just things that really grind our gears as a people where, you know, sometimes we're, moments or dust-ups or dealing with coaches, you know, sometimes pushes us over the limit to the point where we sound like we're complaining more so than speaking real facts because nobody can really correlate, like, how can it really be this bad for you? There's no emotional intelligence. There's no emotional intelligence to it because they never had to go through it. 100%. Like, period. Like, it's just hard to even comprehend because at the end of the day, even I hopped on a plane today. They call first class. You know how many people walked in front of me? <laughs> no, that's that was. That, like, do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? And, and it has nothing yeah. to do with anything. But yeah. like, eventually, after you fly a plane or whatever, it's like, bro, no, bro, I'm yeah. here. How did I even get to the point of trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, if I'm in first class or not? Like, how is that so comfortable for everybody to sit there and stop and be like, hey, check him to see if he's able to get in, and nobody else here can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too deep into it, but you know what I'm saying? No, no. It's just, it's just true. It's just, I just think you have a lot of coaches who are out of touch, but at the same time, there's always been like this narrative that, you know, certain athletes in different sports don't get along. Like this group of athletes doesn't get along. Yeah. This group of yeah. athletes doesn't get along. This group of athletes and it's like, and it's like they pit us against us. It's like the yeah. crabs in a barrel. And someone texts me, why do the players allow this? Like if they said if it was, 
coming from us. Like I was upset when they had you know when the boxing match for uh, Frank Gore and, and Darren Williams. Yeah, it was like yeah. basketball versus NBA or NBA versus NFL. It's so annoying because like you see the tweets from <laughs> NFL players, they call us off, and then we win that, and we're like, yeah, we got one back on y'all, and it just it just irks me to the core. Yeah. But dealing with this uh, NBA person hit me and, and said if this was basketball that wouldn't be allowed. You know, why don't the, the players speak up or voice that they don't want that coach to be around? And there's that power dynamic yeah. that comes into question. And, you know, I'm trying to piece it together. I, I, and I have my opinion of it, but I'm saying, you know, a, a guaranteed contract is a lot different from a player who can just get cut. And mm-hmm. there is some power to that. And I hate to say it that way, but. No, yeah, I feel you. And we speak of Donald Trump and we speak of these situations. And I know in the NFL, you can't control it. But as a parent, having a daughter, having a kid, it's like, nah, bro, like, I don't want to bring politics into anything. But naturally, if you voted for Trump or you voted for somebody that doesn't identify with pushing our people forward, how can you really play? How do I feel comfortable sending my kid there to play for you, learn from you, or anything else like that? Because at the end of the day, the number one thing that pushes ahead is being pro people. Not, you know Correct. what I mean? Not Correct. being pro-politic, not being pro-like, we got to make up for this one because this is what y'all did or be like. <laughs> That's you know, what they did. You know what I mean? Like, te- <laughs> well, technically, it's not as bad as this. It's like, bro, I walked by the White House a jillion times. I won't even touch the fence because I'm scared of what they might do. <laughs> right. Like, And this is before January 6th. Right. To think you can get mad enough and storm into the White House and do absolutely whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I, I was like, you allowed to do this? Like, like do you understand? <laughs> it was the Capitol building, right? The Capitol building. building. I'm not yeah, yeah. Same difference. Yeah, same, same difference. Same any part, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any part. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm like, not I'm walking the, into the Capitol building in Springfield talking about yeah, I'm, I'm talking start about, something. Yeah, I'm like, bro. <laughs> Springfield, Illinois. How can we help you? I had some business here, but I didn't. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm a double check, but yeah. my fault. Yeah, they definitely Capitol building, but that type of ignorance, man, it, that kind of set the locker room apart. So it, it kind of just takes us to you know a stat that i read as well white head coaches on average have a lower lower average years of experience and a lower age and lower experience in the profession whether it's playing or coaching but they end up having longer tenures despite also having a lower win percentage and lower rate of making the playoffs it's like what Big Sean said. When you black, you got to try extra, extra hard. Yo, we read <laughs> the, the median income uh, experience, whatever the word was, black wealth in Boston, Massachusetts. And the median home, I'll get the, I'll get, I'll get the exact number. This yeah, was this might have been the one, some of the wildest things I've seen. In Boston, the median net worth of a white family is $247,500. That's crazy. While the median net worth of a black family is just $8. And I dropped my phone. And Stephen A. Smith had a great quote. Be careful about how you punish him because when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia. That's real. And as a part of the systematic... You know, injustices that have been a part of the black experience since the beginning of uh, the earth, not even just America, but just, yeah. just overall earth. And, you know, I think it's our duty. You know, we always talk about what New Amendment is, what Point Forward is, and kind of where we 
see our journey going and how we want to bring others with us, but we got to make certain things alike. But just to kind of see these numbers and seeing how black coaches uh, who win 10 plus games are more likely to get fired or, all, or can't get fired. If you're white and you win 10 games, it's impossible to get fired. You know, um, eight win seasons uh, with black coaches versus white coaches are astronomical. And I think it's like a full year difference of average years of service of being a coach before you get fired black and white mm -hmm. although the black coaches have a higher winning percentage yeah look at mike tomlin how low he gets celebrated yo mike tomlin mike tomlin like if, if mike tomlin was white you know they had a top 15 yeah, nba yeah. coaches he'll be the top one of the top nfl coaches of all time but we'll never have this conversation because yeah, what do you do like go 13 or 14 straight seasons of never being below 500 it's just it's just mind boggling. I was speaking about this uh, early on before the finals when you had your pre-finals media, yeah. and we were talking about black coaches. Now it's half and half. Finally got there. Yeah, yeah. Finally yeah. got there. Yeah, we need to be screaming that way more. That's a big deal. Bro. It's a big deal. It's a big it's deal. A big deal. Sure. And um, I definitely spoke about Tyrone Lue, and he reached out to me, which was amazing. You know, and sometimes you forget who's watching. Everyone's watching. Everyone's listening to the finals. So sometimes you forget, but it's just always about speaking those facts. But I say Tyrone Lue has put a fear in a lot of these coaches. And it's amazing. Coaches be like, all right, we got the Clippers. We got to be locked in. Yeah, I mean, a team shoot, a couple years ago, what they had the number one shooting percentage, three-point percentage in the, in the, count, in the league. Mm -hmm. And they had a loaded team, and he was coaching. And he was putting people in blenders. Yeah. And you saw how long it took for him to really break out. What They, they took David Blatt all the way from Europe. Oh, uh, yeah. Before even bringing up. Yeah, that's true. Tyrone Lue and LeBron yeah. wanted that. They won, I mean? And then they went and won the chip. That's what I'm saying. That was a beautiful thing. It didn't sting as bad seeing him win a chip. And then I think he's changed the culture uh, in L.A. as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think it's going to be big that they get their own team. I mean, they're going to get their own arena. And Doc Rivers is a tough act to follow as well. And that very whole, true. And even though they didn't win a championship, yeah. that Clippers legacy, yeah. for whatever reason, is viewed as a shoulda, woulda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shoulda, woulda, coulda in that yeah. sense. Line yeah, yeah, City, yeah. that was a moment in time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Y'all... Y'all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all basically nixed them. True story. True in story. A sense. Yeah. But I mean, but I say the Tyrone Lou piece to say it was very rare for a former player to get multiple chances as a coach. Like he changed the narrative. Yeah. Like as a former player, like you couldn't mess up. Right. And I can tell the story. Um, I had a close family friend of mine who's in basketball, wanted to get a job, and uh, you know, as a special type of assistant coach uh, at a university. This university hired the first black coach like ever, and it's you know this like deep South vibes, you yeah, know yeah, Bible yeah. Belt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to explain to him, you know, it's not easy just to call somebody and say, "Give me a job." We spoke about this with Willie Green. Yeah, for sure. And we were talking about how many people call you for a job. So you know, family friend says, you know, help me get this job. You know, such and such. They know such and such, and yeah. you know, Uncle West names comes up because yeah, if you know Uncle West, yeah, you can yeah. get anything done. And yeah. but I have to explain to the family member, listen. We can't have no hiccups. Like, you got to be damn near perfect right? working for this guy. You know why? And it's like they say, yes, I get it. I get it. I understand the opportunity. I was like, no, you don't understand this opportunity. Like, this dude cannot mess up. At like, all. Like, he can't mess up. Anybody who works for him can't mess up. Like, we have to. That's what Stephen A. said. Like, when they get a cold, it's like we got pneumonia. Like, yeah. if we mess up one time, we die. Yeah, that's real. Like, there's no recovering from it. And I think what Tyrone Lou has done is he's – Show folks that the best coach in the league, you know, arguably, yeah. can be a former player who's African American, African American, and uh, I hope that translates to every other, not just sport, but every other 
profession in every other He's sector. Gonna, yeah, because, board, yeah, everything. Board yeah. seats, CEOs, yeah. you know, doctors, yeah, lawyers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just ran to a black judge not too long ago. I always, um, I have a fine line of saying something in regards to why I think a lot of things like the Jack Del Rios occur. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes where we joke and say, when you're black, you got to try extra, extra hard. Mm -hmm. I have friends. I have a lot. Of, I grew up, you know, obviously went to, you know, on the west side of Chicago, but where I went to elementary school, that was one of the most diverse towns in the country. Mm -hmm. And one thing I always came across is like, I think the narrative or sometimes the public perception is that they're, they're taught that we're not the smartest, or they're always taught that they're way smarter than us. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Do you understand yes, what I'm saying? Yes, so yes. sometimes, even like, even with certain friends where I don't you think. You speak so well. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sometimes I know they don't mean anything by it, but like yeah. when we sit here, we have to take a step back, and it's like, yeah. I'll be around normal people or whatever, and it seems like I'm being judged or having to, to answer or ring off a bunch of things of why I'm in this position or uh -huh. why I'm this or why I'm that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But I'll never do that in that sense without, like, any given reason why to do so. Right. Like, being like, I have facts to do this. I might get checked by a, a white girl who used to play basketball and ask me how smart I am. I was like, bro, like, I don't know how smart I am, but I have a gift. Yeah, yeah. That's super crazy. But at the same time, humbly speaking, if I was in the same position, I would appreciate who I'm speaking to much more than being like, how can I chop them down? But then when I'm asking, I'm like, if I know what position I'm in from being special, I guess, quote unquote, you went to the same college, like not the same college, you went to the college, you got a regular degree. <laughs> shout out to apartments, shout out to your own bills and everything, but it's like, I'm pretty sure you bring in something that tells you that like, if you're not going to monitor yourself, you should at least act act your wage. Uh, not in a negative <laughs> sense, no, I got you, but like, I got I'm just asking because I would never come up and be like, bro, what the hell you do? I'd be like, respect. You got to right, this level right. and everything else like that. Right, but it's right, like, right, right. when black folks do it or whenever we get to a certain level, it's like, oh, we hit a lottery or a jackpot and we're just lucky. And it's like, nah, bro, we communicate way different. But when you break down this whole society of life, everything... If you even go through history of America, it's all a lie. So why do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when, when you break it down, it's like, all right, this I'm supposed to be a coach, or I'm supposed to be this guy, or I'm supposed to be that guy. It's like, why wouldn't you go get a player that was played the game his whole life, is viewed as an expert, and give them more opportunities? I don't even care if it's a, a white dude to do it that was a former player. Correct. You understand? Or like, I think that's where they miss they missed the message. They and missed we're the not message saying so much. It has, we're not saying it has to be it black. has to be a black guy, but 85% of the league is black. So, yeah. the same way y'all do, y'all yeah, yeah. hire who y'all know. Yeah, yeah. So the experts out here doing the work yeah. on black guys. So, the numbers should correlate yeah. throughout everything Yeah, if y'all in the sector. Yeah, type it into your graphing calculator <laughs> and then tell me how it comes out. You know what I mean? Or even, shoot, you break it down like just media, J.J. Reddick. Obviously, he's he's not black, but he's a former player. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. When you break down his knowledge and everything of the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. it's like this proves... This is our space to discuss and talk about yeah. it. Where else are we supposed to run to? Yeah. If we can't run back to our jobs. I have a very controversial question. Talk to me. <laughs> How much more wealth would you have if you were white? What's Chandler Parsons worth? <laughs> <laughs> or Gordon Hayward? What would those two be worth? Next subject. No, but then I'm going to bring in like the nice dressing and fit. So Chandler and Gordon worth like 250, 300, and you bring in my personality. Style, fit, charisma, and just the it fact. I'll probably work eight, like 800. How about you? 
Damn, you'll be worth a bajillion. Bro, I'll be on. <laughs> I wouldn't be working this hard. No, that's for sure. I wouldn't play 18 years in the league. You'd probably be like, man, life is easy. You just got to figure it out. That's what they always tell <laughs> I didn't have it easy, man. Like, you know what I mean? They try to tell something like that and tell your dumb ass. You probably be telling me like, hey, man, at the age of 18, man, I was a prodigy and I got a loan from the bank for 300 million <laughs> and um you know i just had no fear because I had, I, I had no fear at all i love the, I, mean? I love the way you say that because it sounds like you're joking but it's a it's but the, if you go back and listen to the pod everything we're saying is, is the truth it's the truth and i'm not trying to make fun of anybody we're and, not making fun of anybody and of course this is diverse pod minorities shout out to all the you know what i mean anglo-saxons the colonizers everybody right but what i'm saying in general is like it may sound crazy, but look left and right, open your eyes, and you're going to peep a lot of game and call a lot of BS. Yeah. Because yeah. we're in a situation much like the world in regards to uh, sports. We're in a narrative where everything is picking, you know, pick and choose. And then, like, we don't realize the tragedy until years after. So, message. Most weight loss programs focus on restriction and inflexible routine, which is why most diets fail. But Noom isn't a diet. It's a weight management program that uses psychology and biology to help you develop healthy, sustainable habits. Noom believes that weight loss starts with the brain, and their daily lessons are tailored to help users understand the science behind food cravings and eating choices. Whether you want to lose weight, increase physical activity, meet a health goal, or simply change the way you think about food, Noom can help you build healthy habits while still enjoying your favorite foods. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And now for our guns and butter segment. When you're making paper, you got to learn some rules to go with it. You got to learn the difference between guns and butter. So a lot is going on in the crypto world right now, Dre. Mm -hmm. The Senate just introduced a new game-changing crypto bill the same week that Coinbase is forced to lay off 18% of their employees. What's it all mean? It's all very interesting. Um, and to try to break it down, and uh, I, I hate saying dumb it down, but I need things dumbed down to me. So to, me dumb, to dumb it down, 
the crypto space can be it can be mind-boggling at times. You got so many different coins that do so many different things. Um, and then you have something called a, a rug pull. So a rug pull is essentially, um, mm. you know, you got fake Gucci bags being sold around New York. Canal Street. Right. And Shout then uh, you got fake Rolexes being sold there as well. So uh, I'm a 17-year-old high school kid, my first AAU trip. Matter of fact, I was 16. Tell me what you paid for it, because I got to know. And uh, we pulled up on some dudes with fake Rolexes. And uh, like, I got these Rolexes for the Lolo. And like, I'm too young to even know what a Rolex even costs. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I got a nice Rolex watch. And it was probably like 40 bucks. Okay, good. Perfect. Right. It was 40 bucks. So get back home, and I got a smooth Rolex. And it's working. It's looking nice. I got a watch on it. It's a Rolex. Those are like goldfish. And uh, yeah, uh, four days back home, <laughs> they stopped ticking. It don't work anymore. So essentially, you uh, I think it was Luna, uh, the Luna coin. It was essentially a rug pull. We've had uh, some conversations about athletes being attached to NFTs. And when you have an NFT. A, yeah. no, Uzi Vert did a rug pull too. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to. Some rookie of the years, they recently had one. I don't want to yeah. say. And, uh, rug pulls when, when you do the project and you just take off and nothing comes Yeah, out. yeah. You do a project, you drop some mm -hmm. uh, digital photographs and say that, you know, there's going to be some uh, different variations of nuances that come with it. And it turns out, you know, it was it was a scam. It was a fake Rolex. It just stopped working, yeah. and there's no more value in the project. So uh, I think a guy pulled out like one point something billion from that Luna rug pull. He did it like a couple weeks before it was pulled. Yeah, because you know on the blockchain there's transactions. Everything's stamped on the blockchain. So that's the positives of uh, decentralized finance uh, is that everything there's a ledger. And you can see the history of everything. So the blockchain actually works. And that's like the intriguing part of like the cyberspace now is where you Correct. can create your own world that wasn't built prior to government regulations. Correct, correct, correct. 400 correct, year correct, head start correct, they correct. like to do, even though they figure out ways to do it, i.e. marijuana. Like, you know what I mean? Correct. Like all that correct. stuff. Correct, you know correct, correct. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think Snoop Dogg just did something with marijuana in the metaverse as well. Yeah. But to get back to legislation and the government getting more involved because it is decentralized finance, meaning there's no overpowering government controlling it, but it does need to have certain rules and regulations. So mm -hmm. you don't have scams. And, uh, I was reading something that made sense in terms of one of the crypto enthusiasts says, this is actually a good thing because the government is actually respecting it, understands that there are tremendous benefits, and this system is better than uh, the current system we have going into the future and, and how we interact and how we transact and uh, how we you know, uh, move commerce around and uh, different things of that nature. So it's, it's very interesting. It's very intriguing because you're starting to see the respect that the crypto space is down, but everything's down right now. It looks like we're going into a bear market. So buy low, sell high. Everything's low right now. It might be a good time to buy. I still um, telling people that. But, you, you know, you got to do your homework. And going forward, we're talking about Coinbase. Yeah. Um, and they're going to cut off 18% of their uh, workforce. Uh, full disclosure, I am a, uh investor in Coinbase. So you're firing people? No, I'm not firing anyone. Uh -huh. But when you go into these types of markets, yeah, yeah. they were trying to grow so fast yeah, of course. that they had to hire a lot of people. They were spending a lot of money on marketing and different things like that. Take this into basketball terms. Big fan of Pat Riley. Big fan of the Miami Heat. But when they signed LeBron James 
and Chris Bosch, and they say they were going to win four or five, six championships. Uh, they sold out season tickets like right that. Yeah. And then you can just make people sign up for 10-year, 20-year uh, ticket plans to get in line, and yeah. then you're going to sell out the season ticket for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Correct. There's no need to have a marketing team or a ticket sales team because the players sell the tickets themselves, and then you cut off your marketing and you cut off your sales team, and you end up cutting off 18% of your workforce. We speak a lot about new media and how everything is changing with players getting in different sectors that are, you know, around similar to our space yeah. uh, with media, with um, acting, and now it's, you know, Hollywood. Um, and then now after watching Hustle, if you've seen it, um, do you think there's an opportunity for players to uh, get into that space more? And there's been like a cameos of about 100 former current NBA players. He got game had actual NBA players. Yeah, no, that was lit. You know what I mean? Like that was that was a good one. But you know, we we've, we've had some we had some bad ones. Uh, like Mike, how was like Mike? I rock with like Mike. I rock with Shazam. I rock with Steel. I don't know Shazam Steel. Come on, bro. Don't do that. I mean, Shaq is just like Shaq. So. Like he he can get by with a dud. Like we're not expecting that much from him, are we? So you expecting somebody to act act like that? No, I, I guess I guess you know because I mean when you break down Jesus Shuttlesworth, Buddy Doll ass voice ruined the whole movie. Denzel put it put it put it together though. Denzel no 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 no. And no, Hill no, Harper Hill Harper was cold. And Hill Harper. No, I'm saying the people around. Denzel Dawson. He she killed it. No, they all yeah, did their thing. But like yeah, yeah. when you sitting there talking about la la and like all that, like you know what I mean. Only time he looked natural was when he's in the room. Don't with the coaches, yeah. with the coaches. <laughs> at Big State University. <laughs> so, so hustles the movie, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and he just did a movie with KG. KG did a good job. KG actually did his thing. KG was good. And uh, what's it? Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Yes. yes and yes. now this new movie. Uh, my son has seen it. I haven't got a chance to quite break it down yeah, uh, and Adam watch Sandler. it, but I heard nothing but good things about it. This pretty much all. The cast is former current players yeah. and uh, there's front office execs. Well, how do you say her, her name, Goldman's first name? Wancho. Wancho. His brother can hoop too. And I think he can ball. No, I think his brother's a great rebounder. I think Wancho has a beautiful form. Yeah, he can shoot that thing. I mean, well, it, it looks beautiful. No, it has a beautiful form. Yeah. I, I'm a 6'9 shooter. I know yeah. uh, they do their thing in Spain. You know, first brother duo since. Uh, who am more? Um, the Gasol. The Gasol. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. watch the movie. I saw snippets, and I heard, I heard everybody raving about Anthony Edwards, and I thought that was a pretty good part. He's a star. I think it's see you. He's a, a star. A lot of people understand. Like for Dre to mention somebody's name numerous times, and you delete the post on Instagram. But when we were at your birthday dinner, you took a picture, and you said, "I feel like Black Jesus," and you were you were quoting Anthony Edwards. Oh Remember yeah. That? Yeah, I should have kept that up. I'm a huge fan of his, and recently, I knew the story about his workout with the Warriors. Yeah, I knew that story. It was that bad. And yeah, and I I, I appreciated him even more, more telling it. that story. And yeah. he, you know, he spoke. It was worse than he even said it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he was saying, Steve, you know, they told me, you know, we pulled this kid to the side and said, if you want to be successful in this league, like you got to take this thing serious. Like, don't go out here embarrassing the league like this. Yeah. And that's why I love Steve. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Steve understands his strengths really well. Yeah, yeah. And he's not afraid to speak truth like that. And, yeah. and even if it's constructive criticism, but he was, you know, the kid was kind of like coasting. He was like, yeah. he was tired. He was like, he, he wasn't even doing enough to get tired. That's crazy. <laughs> but when I saw this kid hit me with an in and out, he turned the corner so fast. I said, oh my God. It took, it took like a half second for me Bro. to say, 
that he's got. I think he has more talent than Dwayne Wade. Now, will he fulfill his talent? That remains to be seen. And we yeah. always talk about certain organizations. They just gave my man Tim Conley ownership in the team as well as the salary to be the you know president GM, which is he he did he, he built that thing in Denver. Yeah. You know, he's upset with me. I didn't go I didn't go to Denver. He was a little upset. He had some some choice words. I can't wait to see him. I think he's a good dude though. I yeah. think he's a good dude, not like someone else. Like he didn't try to ruin my reputation yeah. or anything like that. So I respect him. I like him. But Anthony Edwards, yeah. man, he got it, man. No, he got it. I think one thing that, like I said, it's a trending topic repeatedly where I've seen everybody be like, Get, give Anthony Edwards an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a big fan of, you know, what Adam Sandler's doing, how, how he tells a story, you know, behind basketball, how he's really keeping it real and just putting tons, like, keeping authentic and putting people in the movie that really have something to do with it. They're not making up some guy. I didn't see it as much, but I like the authenticity of it. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, I, even... Even like I don't, I'm not even mad about the Juan Show Herman Gomez casting. I I got to see the movie to fully understand. Well, the story more. from seeing it, from yeah. seeing the trailer, the story was a scout, and you know, there's a lot of scouts now. It's a big thing to be an international scout because you got to find talent. And there's a thing with you know, you know, like teams will try to hide talent. Yeah, right? yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dario Saric was make over sure there. no one sees this guy. Yeah, and we're gonna draft him. Like, who was this guy? I drafted. And they just yeah. they they'll hide a guy like yeah, that. Yeah. You know. I, I don't want to go too far, but they, they they know how to hide guys, which is, mm. you know, honor among thieves and that's your thing. <laughs> All right, say what I was saying. I just be like, man, I want to be Wancho Hernan Gomez. Now do shit for four years and get. <laughs> no, man, I think he, I think he's cool. I think he, I think he's no, an NBA I think, player. No, 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 I th- no, definitely in this day and age, I think he's definitely an NBA player. He has a beautiful stroke. He's six foot nine. You know me, bro. A dude that historically can't shoot. I want my shooters to be able to shoot if you're going to be in this league. Aha. Not do that Sergey Karasev Karis, shit and be over here for three years living in a dope city like New York yeah. and shoot 31%. Now, here's what if I'm right. If you want you to shoot, yeah. I could have got back out there and shot me 31% if, that's, if we lower in the standards. True story. And here's I, what, I, 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 I want to I be with Adam Sandler. No, this is where I'm rocking with you. I yeah. always tell guys. For, like foreigners come over here and get labeled a shooter. It's like those lines are four feet different. Yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, like the, yo, yo, the man Layman looks like a, a he looks like an all star in preseason. Oh yeah, yeah. six I like, nine. I like, bro. I, he has a jumper too. I like not having too much time left in my career because now I can really get in my bag. Because yeah. like I have a respect for guys, and I don't want to talk about my peers, but you know you get into your shit now. Uh, I'm liking this now. No, it's just because we can get on guys' ass. No, it's not. It's not even get on guys' ass. I'm just asking. And we like, can speak truth. Yeah, we can speak truth. I'm a big Herman Gomez fan. I'm just trying to comprehend when we sit here. I remember one time, you'll see this. You go back and watch. It's the end of the quarter. Steph would tell you. We playing versus y'all one time. Dame kick it to me. I just came back from a hand injury. I shoot that bitch. This bitch hit the side of the backboard. Yeah, right? I remember that. Okay. Steph was dying. I'm damn G. I was just about to do the celebration. <laughs> but that didn't go how I thought it would. So we go back to the huddle. It's funny. People are laughing. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Next day, we have a shooter. So see, lights out, sure, he airball. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm sitting here, and the same way we laugh, I said, no, laugh at this moment. Like, <laughs> when you watch me shoot threes, I go three for ten. Right. Now, this same person that can't hit shit, laugh at him. Because yeah. at the end of the day, he's yeah. wasting all our goddamn time. Yeah. You're on the court to do one thing, and we always sit here and say, you can't rush a shooter. We can't rush a shooter. Like, no, motherfucker, you're not going to guard. You're not going to rebound. You ain't finna pass. Shoot that shit. Hey. And we have too many people here that stay in the league for forever with a reputation of shooting. And legit, it don't make no sense. So where's the analytics of that? Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm not even trying to hate on Wancho or Herman Gomez, but I'm just sitting here like, bro, you know how hard it is to make the league? Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be hard. Do you know how hard it is to make the league? This is why I preach. You I, go overseas, yeah, you play yeah, verse, yeah, yeah, yeah. and shout out to the overseas dudes because clearly they're killing top three or four players in the world right now are Euro players. Uh-huh. I mean, you got you got Jokic, you got Top Yana. three or four? Keep going. Who? It's KD, Brian, and Steph. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We ain't going to do that. And that's no order. No, no, no. And, and oh, stop no, playing no. with Kyrie. No, no. You have, all right, you're right. But I'm just saying statistically you're right, how though. the analytics. You're right. You yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that right, argument right. wouldn't hold up right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just going based off that. When you sit right there, sometimes I used to be like, just send us overseas because at the end of the day, I know an 18-year-old from New York might fare better going against the Euro competition. Like, I'm not knocking none of that. But, like, if you're going to be a shooter, bro, yeah. make sure you got some yeah. bodies on you. No, here's one thing. I want That's all, all I'm saying. Like, there's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. shooters that don't have no bodies, yeah. no yeah. big shots. And when yeah. you watch them shoot, bro, they usually only make a shot in a blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's one thing I say all the time. You know, I get on guys. I say. And shout out Wancho. I'm a big Wancho fan. I said, I tell guys all the time. Hey, man, if you're a shooter, don't miss an open shot, fam, in the game. I'm not going. Because this one thing I know about Steve Kerr, they used to go at Steve Kerr neck like they go at certain guys' necks, right? Same way they go at uh, any 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 lesser defender. There's yeah. a couple of them out there. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that later. Yeah. But Steve would not miss an open shot. I watched too many Bulls games. Yeah. If Steve Kerr was open... It was a bucket. Like, and he patterned after John Paxson, right? Bro. He said from a distance, he was like, I know I need to get to that position and be good enough to hit shots. And don't miss an open shot. If I make an open shot every single time, cool. MJ threw the man the ball in clutch. That's he saying. ain't And he ain't missing a wide open shot. And that's all I'm saying. If you're going to call yourself a shooter the way they call these guys shooters, ain't you ain't got no business missing an open shot. Bro, I done been on tons of teams in the league with shooters, bro. And it's been days and weeks without, without me even getting a – but D- Doug tell Jason Capone, I'm supposed to be getting a little tingle every time you shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I like just, that. I'm sitting hey, here like we coming hey, Doug back. Doug a wild boy, but he spit facts. Yeah, no, no, we, no but when you play or you do whatever, it's like, no, I want to comprehend. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah. we screaming shooters and we screaming all this and the other. It's like, that's what the league consists of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should end there, but to end it on the proper topic, Martin Starr, he played Guilfoy, Guilfoyle. In one of my uh, favorite shows, Silicon Valley, uh, I am in the episode. I do get like $10, $12, $13 residuals every few months. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But when I was filming, I was talking to him about athletes acting. And he was like, no, nah, don't do that. And I'm like, what you mean? He was like, no, nah, don't, do, don't disrespect my craft. Like, He was like, how long have you been playing basketball? I said, since I was like four or five. He was like, yeah, that's how long I've been acting. And he was like. How would you feel if I just showed up and just said, I'm going to play on y'all team today? And I'm like, bro, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, if it's about a dude that couldn't hoop, you would fit perfectly. Like, we need, like you know what I mean? But like, no, no, no. He's saying he's saying I, I couldn't go play no, in the NBA. He's saying that no, athletes can't go and act. No, I totally dig you. But if, it's like, if we're looking for a dude to show up and be weak, you'll fit perfectly. If there's a role for a basketball player to be whatever – you should, I mean, I, I'm not knocking. Anything. I agree with that. I, when I watch basketball as an individual, or whatever, the same way he says, "Don't play with my craft." I take it as a crazy discipline. Like, for instance, Shorty from um, Bel Air. Bel Air, like, come on, <laughs> Shorty. Was like, that. I'm yeah. sitting here like, come we're, on, we're, bro. Like, we're in sync. You got to 
You six three. Man, that man, like man, that man jumped off one foot and then did a did two a, foot windmill yeah, in the air. Yeah. It was just like and that. And Buddy looked like he bench pressing backwards, bro. He like yeah, 138 yeah, pounds. It was counterintuitive. Chris Weber had a very interesting tweet. Uh, this is during game four of the NBA Finals. Let's Quote, is Draymond Green the Wes Walker of the NBA? Yes or no? And if yes, what does that mean? And what does that mean for him and Wes? End quote. So you got to read it. I mean, I've read it, bro. And like, I'm only, you know me, bro. If you ask me three different questions, I'm going to answer the one I last remember. <laughs> so um, That's what Twitter was saying. Like, what does that tweet even mean? So I'm going to say this before they, because people just throw slander on names that we forget or Twitter's. It's only as far as yesterday, but right. I don't know about y'all. If you're a Julian Edelman fan, Wes Welker, in my opinion, was Julian Edelman before Julian Edelman. He just stayed. Uh, I mean, I mean, Julian Edelman stayed. Wes Welker left and went and got that money. He won a couple championships, yeah, right? Yeah. He was a go-to receiver, or slot receiver, or possession receiver, obviously amongst the Gronks and Aaron Hernandez and everything. But Wes Welker was. A killer, an animal, and he was one athletic white boy when you break it down. It's your story. So, I mean, shoot, I, I you can come to the cookout. I didn't think it was a, a diss. I thought it was a – I thought Wes Walker was great. Yeah, and if you bring up Draymond's name, whatever you – if it comes to a game of basketball, he's great. I yeah. don't care what yeah, you yeah, say. Yeah, resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, at the end of the day, when we break it down, like the yeah. resume and everything is yeah. like – which is very, very impressive. Like everybody on the Warriors yeah. is crazy, but yeah. I think it's a compliment, man. The West Mike Pro Bowls? Yeah, everybody in the NFL makes Pro Bowls. You were right about that one. Because so, I heard somebody made a Pro Bowl, and I didn't understand. Bro, man, Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. For real? Yeah. My brother is screaming about that for Hold on. We, we, bro, we, 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 on we on sports right now. I got a question. Nine-inch Nick. Full shot Nick Foles. I'm not calling no man, no nothing, nothing I'm inch. not going to lie. I'm comfortable. He was Arizona, too. Man, Nine-inch Nick, what you did for that Super Bowl, <laughs> they did you dirty, baby. You the man. So speaking of football, okay, uh, who's the best receiver in the NFL that just Devontae left? Adams? Devontae Adams said that Derek Carr is is just as good as discount double check. Oh, I don't know. They've been friends since back in the day. I know, bro, but at I some don't know, point, bro. that's like me playing for the. I was like, I get traded to the Hawks, and I say Trey Young is just as good as Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, discount. It was impressive. He made the playoffs last year. When most of his wide receiver crew was out, right? I'm just saying, discount double check is a bad boy, bro. Like they say, he's been the best QB in the NFL for the past decade, even if Tom Brady was there or not, bro. The top quarterbacks ain't even that close to Aaron Rodgers to me. Yeah, he's unreal, and he's only six feet. And Aaron Rodgers been making me real mad lately with some of his movements yeah. around the earth, like some of the yeah. things he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's so good that I'm still like I'll still think he's the best receiver because when some of them people do some things, it's like, bro, I don't have no respect for you or your craft. But he's that good to where he can pull off some borderline stuff, and I'm like, what yeah, is no, you buddy? You gotta on? be that good. Yeah, you gotta. And be he's that, good. that yeah. good, man. Yeah, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I mean, shoot, the one year basically won a lot without a running back, bro. And one year where they started off 0-3, he told the whole fan base, like, bro, relax. Exactly. When he came in, I remember I went to – shout out Spencer Hawes. We go see Mike Vick and the Philadelphia Eagles in 2010. 
versus Green Bay Packers. This is when they're about to win the Super Bowl. I remember Aaron Rodgers comes onto the field, and Spencer Hawes is like, bro, he has this crazy swagger. He hasn't yep. done anything. Literally fast forward three weeks later, I'm like, bro, we must – he must have knew something we didn't, bro. He's a quiet Conor McGregor because you love Conor McGregor and his yeah. swag, and he speaks things at a distance. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers don't – he he, he kind of lets you know. He's yeah. like, yo, chill, fam. Like, I, I really do this. And, yeah, then he, and he does it every yeah. single time. I know he only got one Super Bowl, but it's super hard to win in, in the know, NFL. Like, people don't understand. Yeah. He only got one ring. No, having one is enough. Getting to the Super Bowl is really enough in, yeah, the, in the NFL. For sure. Cause you like, got for three, real. You got three different teams to really – Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean – but stop playing. Don't play with him like that. Comparing, like Derek Carr, good good peoples, but don't do that, fam. I mean, Derek Carr had that one year where he was about to win the NFL MVP, where he broke his uh, fibia, tibia. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. No, I totally did. Yeah, that was twenty sixteen, I think, or twenty fifteen. But I mean, Derek Carr was cold. He he, he comes from a prestige family. I'm not saying player. he ain't good. No, but don't compare that. I feel you. I feel you. if there was somebody I would lie for, it'd probably be my college teammate. It's like Harold Miner and. MJ. That's aggressive. No, it ain't. Derek Carr is really, really good. Harold Miner was baby George. I'm just saying that's how – exactly. That's how good MJ is. Yeah, but, like, you don't call Derek Carr baby Rodgers. He said he's just as good. He said he might be better than him. I mean, you're going to see him at – you're going to see him at All-Star Weekend. At least you're not seeing Harold Miner in an All-Star Weekend. You said, you said everybody makes the Pro Bowl, though. Aha. Are you going to see him at the <laughs> private golf course where Trump going to show up at? They got that much money, okay? They both got $200 million apiece, some buku. You. Okay. you know legit. You're going to be like, all right, bro, if there's a top 10 QB list, he's in there. Devontae lives like two miles from me too, so I hope to see you soon, sir. He, he can explain what he means. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to hit him up again and be like, hey, bro, I know when you ask about the pod. <laughs> But now you got to come on and talk about what you said about AR. Actually, if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan, I I bought a I bought an autographed Aaron Rodgers helmet from AJ Hawks uh, fundraiser back oh, in like 2012, the, 2013. He went to Ohio State, AJ Hawks. The Ohio State, AJ Hawks. Oh. Yes. So um, you can have that helmet if you want. I ain't that big of a sports fan. I don't I mean, even. I don't even have my own. No, I, I don't even, you, I don't even like, know where my tr- trophies are. Yeah, but if it's stuff. in my garage, then I can just give you a helmet. It ain't hard to be like, oh, I'll take this. Like, you know what? I like Aaron Rodgers that much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can I have it. I think about yeah. that. Yeah. You can have it. All right, I'll bring that next time. And that's it for this episode of Point Forward. For Andre Godala. I'm Evan Turner. I appreciate everyone for dropping in with us. Please rate, subscribe, and share.